0: And hello, folks, and welcome to a special edition of Amateur Hour, the ACC Tournament Edition here. Uh, what, what round is this, Joe?
1: The second round.
0: Oh, the second round. They don't even have a name for it. The second round of the ACC Tournament, that's how big this thing uh, has grown. Joined by Joe Gillio, who covers NC State for us. I am Andrew Carter. I cover UNC, which plays tomorrow. But Joe, you saw a pretty good game today. Were you surprised by the Wolfpack's effort against Duke in this 92-89 defeat?
1: I was a little bit. I mean, they played poorly against Wake Forest in a win on Tuesday, so I figured they would play better. But that was a really good basketball game this afternoon. Uh, the 53-50 at the half, NC State has a lead. Believe it or not, it was the highest-scoring half combined total since the greatest game in basketball history, the 1974 ACC championship game. So uh, it was defense was missing a little bit, but um, – I mean, Brandon Ingram was hitting some incredible shots. Cap Barber was making some incredible moves. Just a, a joy to watch after, you know, you and I have seen enough bad basketball to last a lifetime in the last, you know, four or five seasons.
0: You're right, Joe. A very high-level game, an entertaining game. Cat Barber, 29 points today, 10 of 18 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. Once again, keeping the Wolfpack alive, giving State a shot. Have we seen the last of Cat Barber – in an NC State jersey, I guess the answer to that question depends on whether or not NC State plays another game, right?
1: Yeah, I mean they're seriously looking into the possibility of playing in the Vegas sixteen, which is a new uh, postseason tournament. It's an uh, invitational of sorts, almost like a, a Maui Classic, where you go and you play at the same site. Um, this would be in Las Vegas, obviously. There would be one, they would be one of sixteen teams. Uh, they're still looking at the possibility of that. That's not that's far from a done deal, but it's something that they're interested in doing. Uh, beyond that, with Cat Barber, um, he's already said and I've already reported that he'll um, go through the uh, evaluation process. He'll essentially enter the draft and get feedback as to where he stands, and then he'll make a decision based on that.
0: You think the Gotman is interested in going to Vegas there, Joe? Uh,
1: I, I believe the Vegas is one of the Gotman's favorite stops on the AAU circuit. So, yes, uh, I, I think that's part of the appeal. You know, you're in all jokes aside, you're going to a site. To play a game where people are interested in being as opposed to like and, and I'll, I'll offend our UT Arlington fans out there but like if you're in the even if you're in the NIT but if you're in the CTI or the or the CBI you're playing literally like on a Tuesday night against you know Wright State or UT Arlington and nobody wants to do that like even your players aren't interested in playing those teams Whereas the setup for this tournament would be there would be more major teams there, like a a Tennessee or a UCLA or, you know, the NIT field has gotten to the point where there's so many of the smaller schools who are like automatic bids into that, that, you know, NC State's just not good enough at 16 and 17 to get into the NIT field.
0: So is this a thing, the Vegas tournament, Joe, that is going to reach a conclusion or some sort of... uh Now we're going to know what the deal is when with this, after the NIT field is announced in CBI, or how does that work?
1: Believe it or not, one of the appeals for this tournament is it's two weeks after Selection Sunday. So I believe they won't sort through all of that, even maybe even Tuesday after Selection Sunday. And then the games don't actually begin for two weeks. As um, the Gottman said today, they have a lot of injuries that they're dealing with, a lot of banged up players. So... You know, even if somehow they were included in the NIT field, they wouldn't even be ready to play an NIT game next Tuesday. Is
0: this a pay-for-play thing, too,
1: the Vegas? they'd have to pay their way. They'd have to go and pay their way. So, I don't think that's a prohibitive part of the equation. I think it's just a matter of, do the players want to go? You know, one of the things Mark has said about it is, might give them a chance to win a few games and feel good about themselves.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're NC State, though, you should probably feel good about your effort today. I know moral victories are moral victories. You can't really take a ton away from that. But still, this was a game that not a ton of people expected NC State to win, certainly. Certainly, you know, them being competitive was even in doubt. And State had a real shot in this game, especially, you know, Duke pulls away a little bit there in the second half. I think, what, it was like a six point six point game, eight-point game. And NC State claws back and has a chance late.
1: That's what they've done all year, like especially – I think it was 88-80. It gets to the point where you're like, oh, they're done. And all of a sudden they keep fighting, and that's what Mark said. You know, he said, I've, I've obviously – I've had better teams, but I've never had a team I've been more proud of. And, you know, you, you factor the whole thing, and I wrote about this uh, for Tuesday about their season and how did they get to this point, how they get to 5-13. and 13. And that's not to blame Trevor Lacey for everything, but it's part of it. Not having him as part of it. Um, and then Terry Henderson getting hurt in the first game of the year, seven minutes into the season. They were they were never the team they thought they could be. Now, it doesn't excuse some of their defensive efficiencies. It doesn't excuse some of the shooting inconsistencies that Maverick Rowan and Caleb Martin had this season. But it kind of puts it in perspective and frames how they got to this point.
0: Rowan had some bright spots in this ACC tournament. He played well, Certainly against Wake Forest was really the reason you could say that they won that game three more threes three for nine not a terrific percentage but perhaps he grew up some here in Washington DC what do you say
1: yeah I think there's an element there you know Mark has a lot of faith in in Maverick and he uh, as I wrote yesterday he kind of sees a little bit of himself in him (laughs) so there's like I I like to call him baby got uh Mark was a very good three-point shooter at Alabama in the 1980s so That's something, obviously, for next season, if you want to look at next season, assuming um, everyone comes back. And and I think after last year, you can never assume such things anymore. Um, But obviously, they have Dennis Smith, who's a highly rated point guard, who they beat out Duke and Carolina for. Um, They have Torin Doran, a transfer from Charlotte, a strong combination guard. They have Terry Henderson. In theory, he'll be healthy by that. I mean, he has serious ligament damage, but he's been practicing for about a month, so you add those three guys to a boo you would hope um comes back even if cat doesn't come back uh you're still looking at an ncaa tournament team
0: what is your gut feeling regarding cat i know obviously he's going to go through the draft uh the you know the pre-draft process go through the combine get some feedback all that kind of thing we assume he's going through the combine i assume he'd yeah, get an invite uh, yeah i'm sure he will but um,
1: point guard class uh there's jamel murray from Kentucky doesn't play point guard in college, but will be projected in the NBA as a point guard. Chris Dunn from Providence, both bigger guards are considered point guards. He He's definitely behind those two players. Now, what happens after those two guys, will there be three point guards taken in the first round? There's no guarantee. So, um, you know, my gut says I, I've been to where Kat grew up. I, I, I you know, I, he obviously has a, a daughter who was born in the previous January, uh, 14 months old now. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a difficult upbringing and difficult life for him. And he's obviously made the most of his talent and his opportunity. Uh, I don't know how much that factors into, can you wait another year? If the, you know, the draft class, uh, for next year isn't, doesn't have the point guards in front of you. You know, it's a lot to factor. Um, obviously Mark would say if you're a first round pick, you go, um, And if you're a second round pick, you know, maybe you look at somebody like a Buddy Heald, who was a second round projected as a second round pick, went back to Oklahoma, uh, will win any number of National Player of the Year awards and and probably will go in the first 20 picks in the draft this year. So it's a balance. You know, Uh, my gut says he probably ends up pursuing, you know, I think it will take a pretty strong like, hey, you're not going to get drafted. Um, grade from them like I think even maybe a second round grade I think he would take that or his family would take that as you know what we've done this and let's let's make a move for it
0: very good and wrapping things up here with Joe Giulio. Joe what was your impression of the ACC tournament in DC it's going to be outside of its North Carolina roots here for a few years going on going up to Brooklyn next year but just what are your thoughts on having it in dc what was the atmosphere like yesterday joe
1: there was nobody here yesterday but that's not gonna there was nobody in greensboro on tuesday last year you know to me as selfishly as a media member i love it in cities where we can stay downtown near the arena and there's stuff to do when you leave the arena um nothing against the sheridan hospitality suite in greensboro on the highway. Uh, but it's nice to come out here in Chinatown and, and get a meal, and maybe get a beer, and, and see some of your uh, compadres from the media core. And uh,
0: that is nice;
1: it's, it's kind of enjoyable. So, for me, I, I prefer these downtown types. Like I'm, I'm the guy who still liked Tampa in '07 because we stayed downtown, and then the arena was right near the the media hotel, and it was I thought it was a good time.
0: You know who else likes Tampa, Joe? Lenny. Roy Williams likes Tampa.
1: Yeah, I, I like these city settings. I, I'm, I'm interested to see Brooklyn next year because there's going to be some logistical issues with that in terms of hotels, not for the media, but for the for the players, for the teams. And uh, that's going to be interesting. But I, I'm, I'm not opposed to some kind of rotation that would have Washington, Atlanta, Charlotte, Greensboro. Um, I, I'm not opposed to that at all.
0: Very good. Well, the Wolfpack gives its fans... A decent ride here, beating Wake Forest, Given Duke scare, playing pretty good. Nice performance overall for the Wolfpack, although their season possibly ends. We'll have to wait and see how yeah. the Vegas thing turns out. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Appreciate it.
1: Skinny. Anytime, buddy.
0: Anytime. And we'll see you next time on Amateur Hour. Thanks for listening.